1: and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset.
0: We are 200 weeks into two weeks to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside
2: Bruce Adams. How are you today, Bruce? Healthy and alive. Um, As I mentioned in uh, prep, I'm kind of indifferent today. Uh, I I woke up and was just kind of like, you know what? I just, I I don't even really care right now. (laughs) Can't be bothered. I don't really care about
0: the news either. I I really don't. I'm not bothered by it because I'm I'm like deep in in some research, and I shared some of that research in prep. I was uh, I was going over some of what I found in the last 48 hours, and. Uh this is this is not like something that is a new revelation these are things that we've kind of suspected and we knew but we didn't know as in like documented fact we weren't able to like nail it down but now we can and it's not just in the last 30 years that we can nail it down that part is bad enough but going back a century more than a century on what's playing out now is it, it, and to have documented fact of it is fascinating it's it's absolutely fascinating and it it explains a lot doesn't it
2: it does yeah i mean uh, we we were already seeing symptoms of a lot of these problems uh, but as you said to have the actual evidence that shows like the paper trail of where it came from who did it those kind of things it's enlightening the i just the, the one thing i wish is we could get more people to pay attention to it uh, that that's the main problem i have with it
0: I agree with that, and and to that point, I, I would like to to kind of go this way with what you just said. And I've talked about this before, but and I, I'm not I'm not going to continue to hammer on it. But I think as the problem progresses, and we don't address that problem. We see it as a, as a solution, but it's not a real solution. We're looking at this as a, a solution, or I shouldn't say we are. I would say that people are the average person. They're looking at this as a solution, when in fact, I think it's the exact opposite of a solution. I think it is detrimental. I think it is the problem. And I'm going to talk about turning point and these other organizations like it. Anything that you see in, in these big events and these, you know, uh, I, I t- I'll call them what they are, political celebrities. That's what they are. That's all that is, is you've got people up there waving flags and and kicking off pyrotechnics and walking out on stage like it's a rock concert. And you've got crowds full of people in these these arenas that are going to this. And to be fair, if somebody wants to get it, get themselves out in the limelight, okay, fine. I don't care. I really don't. I don't have time for that. But I'm not sure why other people do. They get involved in these things thinking that this is somehow uh, a solution to their problem. I believe the points that these organizations put out primarily are detrimental to any kind of conservative movement. As in, we don't see a, a real conservative movement being allowed to actually form we see that it's been hijacked. And I I still don't even know who's behind all this money, as in like the turning point stuff. I don't know where that money comes from. Where did they find Charlie Kirk? Where did they find this guy? I don't know who this guy is. All of a sudden, he just pops up one day and he's got this massive following and, and all kinds of stuff. And he goes on college campuses and he's got like a little GoPro with him or whatever. And he argues with these little woke idiots that are on these campuses. And this somehow makes him famous. And now he's doing like these... These podcasts or these shows or or whatever he's got like his own little show or whatever and he puts these things on they've got like millions of views and and listens and all kinds of stuff and I'm like you people don't even address any issues you talk about things that are that are superficial that don't matter it's like it's like with the late great Rush Limbaugh I I'm not gonna criticize Rush you know he's that the guy was was an absolute icon and we wouldn't be doing what we're doing today if it wasn't for guys like him. He is a trailblazer that you could put, like you could put his photo next to the term trailblazer in the dictionary. Of course, you couldn't now because George Soros owns Merriam-Webster's. You could put Rush Limbaugh next to the term trailblazer and that's exactly what it would be described as, in my opinion. Rush Limbaugh, Uh, to, to his credit, he kept the fight between... The right and the left. That's all he did. He didn't very often. He would sometimes, but he didn't very often step outside of that. He started to, I think, in the nineties, and we've played some clips of him before where he was on um, like uh, Nightline with like Ted Koppel and all that stuff, and he was going against like Al Gore, and he's like, "Look, you know, the environmental movement and feminism—that's the home of the new socialism movement, you know, and everything." And it's not really stepped outside of that. He he never really got too far outside of that, and then it it just became. Um, you know, we're, we're going to follow this party line. We're going to follow that party line. We're going to be doing this with the Republican Party and we've got to do this with the Republican Party and that with the Republican Party. But it was never anything else. It was never, never anything else. And anytime somebody stepped up and said, um, maybe we should do something different. Maybe we should get away from from all of these party politics and do something else. And it would be an immediate targeting by the Limbaugh audience. And it would be, oh, no, we can't allow that. No, we can't have that. We simply can't do that, and I'm not saying that's even the answer. You know, I'm not saying that at all. But you've got these big uh, political celebrity events, people going out there and and waving the American flag and doing whatever. These people, I don't uh, again, I don't know where this money's coming from, but these people, in my honest opinion, they love money more than they love their country. That's what I'm seeing. So I'm sorry, Bruce, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just I had to make that point.
2: No, no, you're good. I I was technically interrupting you to your point. The grifters, I agree. Charlie Kirk, my understanding is, is you basically kind of hit where he came from. He's basically a YouTuber, more or less. I mean, he started doing that kind of stuff on campus and started uh, trying to have debate and interaction on campus. And it just kind of grew from there is my understanding. And then he got fame by going on um, some big names, you know, um, shows and doing interviews and stuff and grew pretty quickly after that. But these turning point, honestly, I, I see the the little events they put on as the same thing as the, the church nowadays. They go in, uh, get a nice ear tickling, feel good about themselves. And then when they get out of church, it's living like a heathen Monday through Saturday. And then, you know, maybe on Wednesday and Sunday, they might act all holy and stuff because, you know, we got church those days or whatever. But the rest of the time, they're, they're not living their uh, beliefs. Same thing with this, um, turning point, (laughs) they go there, they're, uh, showing, putting on a nice show and, and, uh, you know, getting people all excited and everything, doing a bunch of interviews to, to make people feel like they're, you know, being enlightened or, or doing something or, you know, it's, it's the, the old problem we've had for a long time in that, Republicans thought to save the country, we just have to go, as you were mentioning with uh, Rush Limbaugh, we have to either support this uh, you know, Republican or support the Republicans in this, or just go out and vote. And those are not the ways you do it. Uh, you have to do stuff at the local level and change things locally uh, first. The stuff nationally, yes, you want to vote your conscience, but don't vote for a party. Vote your conscience. And that's one of the biggest problems I have with conservatives nowadays is they don't vote conscience anymore. It's they, they go for, well, uh, this, this candidate's more likable. It's more likely they'll get more of the moderate vote or, or the, um, independence. Uh, yeah. They may be wishy-washy on like abortion or, or immigration or, um, you know, uh, foreign policy or something like that. They're a bit wishy-washy there, but they're good on this other stuff. So it's a good compromise. Stop compromising. Stop compromising. That is why you lose. You give an inch, you lose a mile. Stop. And it, it, unfortunately, people in the it, people are too soft in the Republican Party. People on the the right leaning conservative types are too soft. You have to. You have to buckle down and uh, toughen up that spine. Grow a pair. You have to stand and fight. You have to stand for what you believe in.
0: I think you missed the most important point, Bruce. I love these people. Well. He looks presidential.
2: Oh, yes, I love those. They, he, he looks presidential looks or he presidential. sounds <laughs> presidential. the hell does that even know? mean? Yeah, and you, you look at some of our past pre- presidents, some of the best ones we had, and literally, what was it, Calvin, Calvin Coolidge had a, um, uh, a a bet put against him at one of the a party, uh, you know, one of the events or whatever it was, um, basically was um, the the woman said... I bet I could get you to say more than two words tonight, and his response was "You lose," and said nothing else the rest of the night. That that's My unheard hero. of
0: nowadays. My hero, yeah, cool Man
2: exactly. I mean, you would not see Republicans vote for someone like that today because they're not well spoken, or they're not well dressed, or they're not, you know, they don't look good, or they're not—they're not a celebrity. And I, I, I just. We have to stop that.
0: That celebrity crap. You know, this, I just showed you on the screen behind me some of that nonsense that goes on. You know, the the um, pyrotechnics and walking out on stage and the crowd just cheering and the fog and the laser lights and everything else. That is a waste of time. That is a complete waste of time. When all of this, well, here, let me ask this question. Right? Let let, let me just ask this because I'm unsure. I, I'm really unsure. What are they doing? What is their hope here? in all of this, they've got like clothing lines now and, and they've got, uh, you know, so like all these speakers and everything. And, and they've got book deals and documentaries and everything else that they're doing and and podcasts and, and video podcasts and, and quote, alternative media sources. What is your goal? Do you think that the people that are sitting in Moscow and Beijing are taking this seriously. Quite frankly, if I were any one of those criminals sitting in either one of those places, I would be having champagne toast with strawberries is what I would be doing and laughing at what that is. So what is it that these people hope to accomplish? I'm open to suggestions because I I genuinely don't know. You think you're going to sell some t-shirts that say socialism sucks in the lobby because that's what they're doing? They're going to shoot some, some cash out of some uh, some air cannons there into the uh, into the crowd of the, the youths you got in there, the students you got in there. you going to toss out some energy drinks, whatever it is you're doing. Uh, you're going to have a, a crowd there behind you cheering while you're doing a, a video podcast with all the TV cameras in front of you. Do you think that's what's going to defeat the Chinese Communist Party? I don't think so. So what is your plan? What is your goal?
2: Honestly, I, I think if, OK, best case scenario that I can I can think of is it's a good way to if you are like an, a, um, uh, a planner or something like that, or you're you're actively doing something, you're actively out there going to parent teacher conferences or going to, uh, you know, the, the various meeting council meetings, those kind of things. You're, you're actively trying to make a difference in your community and you go to one of those events to uh, what, what, what's the word um, networking. You're, you're going there to get in touch with other people that are also doing it. And just kind of getting a little more uh, morale boost or getting some pointers on what to do or, you know, kind of getting like a uh, like a a plan or or something like that in place that everybody could follow. That's the best case scenario. However, uh, uh, to be honest. I would actually watch one of those if it was presented as like a WWE and you were having the various people go in and fight in the ring. I might watch it then, watch politicians fight one another. That might be fun. Uh but outside of that, I I don't care about these events. They're not they're not going there. You do have you do have some people going there and networking and there there is some networking that happens between people that are actively trying to make a difference. But generally speaking, no. The average person that goes there, uh they're just going there to have their ears tickled, or they're the kind of, they're the kind of individual that actually gives us a bad name, uh, because they're out there shouting profanities and all that kind of stuff at people and not actually uh, having a debate or, or actually um, talking to their congressman or, or, um, you know, the, the local, even the mayor or something. I mean, they're not doing any of those things. They're just out there. You know, the, the stereotypical MAGA person, that that's the kind of people that you see they'll, they'll yell at you for wearing a mask or something like that in public uh, okay w- what good is that going to do you know i mean like it's not going to change anybody's mind
0: again you know, it goes back to my point i i don't see the point of them and i think it's more detrimental than anything else i i don't i don't see where where any of this plays into the uh the, the hands of our of our adversaries do they even recognize that we have them that's another question oh uh, yeah china might be a problem might
2: I, the, the, what I've heard so far of them is that they will say things like Russia is a problem, but only in the bracket of Ukraine, uh, the, the, the war there. It's not okay. in the sense of Russia's a problem as in they're actively subverting our government. They're infiltrating our, um, you know, entire apparatus. They're, they're not, they're not talking about that. They're just saying that Russia's bad because they're, attacking Ukraine or something that I've-
0: it's remarkable how this agenda has been flipped back around. So let me give you an example, right? To, to play off your point here. Okay. Because you're, you're right. So let me just kind of expound upon that a little bit. So you have the, uh, this, uh, this transgender movement. Okay. So you, you have that. We know that that got started by the subverters, okay? We understand that that was, you know, if you, you look back through how these movements get started, it always comes in from these organizations and these front groups. Now, all of a sudden, do you know we have over the over 400 of these gender reassignment clinics across the U.S.? Where did they come from? Where does all that money come from? Was any of that passed through any kind of local legislation, like allowed by the community? Anything? Was the public even informed? No. It was just all of a sudden, here they are. How did this... Drag Queen Story Hour get started. Where did that come from? Where's all the money for that? All the literature and everything that gets passed out at these events at these public libraries and now they're doing these things at churches. Where does all that money come from to print all that literature? You got to have a printing press somewhere. That costs a lot of money. Price per page especially in color these days is quite expensive. Same thing when it comes to publishing books. All that has to come from somewhere. So this causes the <coughs> conservative movement i.e. turning point people. To get outraged, right? That is a legitimate thing to be outraged about. I am totally on board with that. However, when you have somebody like Vladimir Putin come out and make a statement to the world and say, Oh no, you see, you see what's happening there in the West. We're not going to allow that here. No, that's not gonna happen here. So we're gonna we're gonna outlaw all of that and we're not gonna allow any of that. And so we're we're going to we're going to be against that. And and how dare those people in the West support that stuff? Well, what does that do? That causes the so-called conservative movement in the West to get on board with Vladimir Putin. Do you want to live under Vladimir Putin? Because I don't. I really don't.
2: No, no, I I definitely don't want to live under a corrupt oligarch. Um, no, no,
0: I don't want to live underneath of a KGB colonel. I
2: certainly do not. I mean, to be fair, we're we're kind of going down that road already here in the US anyway. So Oh, yeah. 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 No, you're 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 100 percent on the mark. But you see
0: you see this plays to like that. You remember we've talked about the scissor strategy before. This plays exactly into that. So you've got you've got the subverters in the Far East out of uh, China and Russia that give us this agenda and then you react to it here in the West as a conservative movement, and then they get you to come on board. They they go against it in, in the Far East, and then they get you to go on board with their agenda, and you fall right into that trap. Once you're in that trap, the door gets slammed shut, and you're in a dictatorship, and there's nothing you can do to get out of it.
2: It's the same thing we've been seeing with on, re what you said, and maybe it'll come back to me.
0: The scissor strategy where you've got one, you know, they, they give you the agenda and then they, they, they see you react to it. You come out against, or they come out against it. And then you're all of a sudden you're on board with their agenda and then it becomes a dictatorship and you're stuck in it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. So it kind of comes back now, but I don't remember exactly what I was going to say. I mean, we're, we're seeing that everywhere. It's, it's like a diversion almost. It's like, it's the same. Oh yeah, I remember now. It's it's the same thing that Donald Trump was doing to the media. He would he would come out and say, "Oh look at this," and the media would just go ham over this stupid innate. Like nobody cared about what it was. Like it, it had no real principle behind it, but it got the left to go apoplectic. Same thing. The it's the same the, thing. The
0: tweets <laughs> like the the tweets yeah. he would put out at like three in the morning.
2: Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's kind of the same concept. What the the uh well the those in the far east are doing to us it, it's it, they just they give you something they they like the transgender movement or the you know the um, drag queen story hour that kind of stuff they give you those little bits and then uh the the right just goes ham with it they they, they go nuts over it as you said rightly so these are these are like civilization ending issues the problem is Nobody's addressing the underlying problem. Everybody's focusing on, uh, well, yeah, you know, uh, the, the transgender movement or the, you know, the pushing on our kids, that, that's a problem. Yeah, we all agree on that. But why did that come up in the first place? Where did that come from? We need to be focusing on where it came from and get that hole plugged first. And then we can address the problem. You got to stop the bleeding before you, you, you start going in and trying to uh, fix the problem. And unfortunately, nobody's trying to stop the bleeding. We're just trying to put little band-aids on it. And the arteries hit at this point. I mean, we're going to bleed out. And unfortunately, there's no tourniquets. Nobody's nobody's using them. And I don't, well, I don't we know. Well, we got tourniquets.
0: But we're just. it's like we're well, being held back from being able to apply them. It's like, get out of the yes. way, jackass. We're trying to stop the bleeding here. We, we're trying to yeah. save the patient.
2: Yeah. And un- unfortunately, when you bring that up to people, they, they just they don't want to hear it. They, they don't care. No, no, they certainly don't.
0: Right. So on this, and of course, this is going to lead to this uh, Sweden. Do you see that the Swedes are being told to prepare for war? The Swedes. This is a country that's had 210 years of peace. Sweden is being told. And we got one of our guys is in Sweden. He's in Stockholm. I, yeah. We're going to have to talk to him. I think you'll probably talk to him before I will. But when you talk to him next time, have him give me a buzz uh, because I yeah. I like to talk to him. But um, yeah, Sweden is prepared. Uh, excuse me. Sweden is warned to prepare for war. The civil defense minister tells citizens, citizens to get moving and prepare for the end of 210 years of peace. Now, Sweden, I believe uh, they are. Is it are they fully in now? Are they fully in NATO now, or is it is it still an ongoing process? I know that Turkey ratified, or or they they got the process going because I think that was the only one that was holding being held up. But I think they oh, they made it's... some agreements and you know some horse trading was done, and and they got they got the approval. Sweden
2: did. Uh, so they submitted in twenty twenty two. As of July ten, all members except Hungary and Turkey had ratified Sweden's uh, accession protocol. With neither country having a clear timeline for a completion. Well,
0: so we had something. We had a uh, an exercise up there called uh, Cold Response, and it took place uh, two years ago in 2022. And there were around three, uh, excuse me, thirty thousand troops uh, from NATO countries as well as uh, Finland and Sweden participated in those exercises. So uh, I'm assuming that when push comes to shove here. I don't think we're going to have to worry about making sure that we've got ratifications or this and that. However, pre-war times, so peace times, which we're technically still in, which I actually don't believe we are, but technically, by the letter of things, we are. The stipulation when it comes to NATO, as far as I'm aware all countries, like it has to be a unanimous agreement on things. So it can't just be uh, two or three dissenting or two or three want this and and that's it. No, all countries have to agree. All member, all, all NATO members have to agree on things in order for action to take place like
2: that. Yeah. So uh, Turkey and Hungary are the two that are unknowns at this point. They haven't uh, agreed or disagreed at this point, uh, but they are recognized as a aspiring member um, as well as, uh, Ukraine. So we'll, we'll see where that leads, but honestly, um, there's also Bosnia, uh, and Georgia that are also yeah, stirring.
0: Yeah. You know that you've got, you've got issues going on with Bosnia right now and the, uh, uh, the Serbs there, there's an issue there, uh, that's being stirred up. Of course, I'm sure that there's, there are no bad actors involved in that on either side. No, no, of course not. No. So the Swedes, yeah, the Swedes are getting ready. Uh, At least they're at least on the surface. All right, Bruce, you're gonna love this. Ray Epps. Let's talk January sixth, huh? Yeah, Ray Epps. Ray Epps has been charged. He has been convicted. He has gotten a year of probation and a five hundred dollar fine.
2: Uh, yeah. We we what did he say? Uh, we have to go into the Capitol or something to that effect. We need
0: to go into the Capitol. Into the Capitol. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then on top of that, he was um one of the Uh, quote-unquote, leaders, if you will, of instructing people to destroy barricades and, um, uh, yeah, um, but he only gets probation, whereas people that just walked around uh, got, what, like 20 years?
0: (laughs) uh, one, One guy got, like, 17 years. For reference, I would like to play Senate testimony of Senator Ted Cruz, talking to the FBI director assistant FBI director uh, Sandburn do you remember this Bruce Do you remember this testimony that took place I do yeah has to I do, do with recall. Ray apps yeah I, I sir I can't answer that I don't recall yeah it's amazing what this woman doesn't know this is concerning Ray apps
1: people but that is not the case and the wildly disparate standards are unacceptable Miss Sandburn I want to turn to the FBI. How many FBI agents or confidential informants actively participated in the events of January 6th? Sir, I'm sure you can appreciate that I can't go into the specifics of sources and methods. Uh, did any FBI agents, agents FBI or, agents confidential, or informants confidential informants actively, informants actively participate the in the events of January, 18th, 6th? January, 6th, yes or no? yes. January 6th? Yes or no? Sir, I can't, I can't answer that. Did any FBI agents did or FBI confidential FBI agents informants account. commit crimes of violence on January 6th? I can't answer that, sir. Did any FBI agents any F- or FBI informants actively encourage and incite crimes of violence on January 6th? Sir, I can't answer that. Ms. Sadburn, who is Ray Epps? I'm aware of the individual, sir. Uh, I don't have the specific background to him. Well, there are a lot of well, people who are understandably very, concerned, are understandably concerned, about very, Mr. very concerned about Mr. Epps. Right, on the night of January 5th, 2021, Epps wandered around the crowd that had gathered. And there's video out there of him chanting, tomorrow, we need to get into the Capitol, into the Capitol. This was strange behavior, so strange that the crowd began chanting, fed, 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 fed. Ms. Sandburn, was Ray Epps a fed? Sir, I cannot answer that question. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, on January 6th, Mr. Epps is seen whispering to a person, and five seconds later, five seconds after he's whispering to a person, that same person begins to forcibly tear down the barricades. Did Mr. Epps urge them to tear down the barricades? Sir, similar to the other answers, I cannot answer that. Shortly thereafter, the FBI put out a public post listing, seeking information on individuals connected with violent crimes on January 6. Among those individuals in the bottom there is Mr. Epps. The FBI publicly asked for information identifying, offering cash rewards leading to information, leading for information leading to the arrest. This was posted and then sometime later, magically, Mr. Epps disappeared from the public posting. According to public records, Mr. Epps has not been charged with anything. No one's explained why a person videoed urging people to go to the Capitol, a person whose conduct was so suspect the crowd believed he was a Fed, would magically disappear from the list of people the FBI was looking at. Ms. Sandburn, a lot of Americans are concerned that the federal government deliberately encouraged illegal and violent conduct on January 6th. My question to you, and this is, a, this is not an ordinary law enforcement question, this is a question of a public accountability. Did federal agents or those in service of federal agent actively encourage violent and criminal conduct on January 6th? Not to my knowledge, sir. Thank you. She doesn't know a whole lot, does she?
2: No. And uh, that that's a great refresher because um, now Ray Apps has been a year, of, year parole. of probation.
0: A year of probation. A pro- yeah, and probation. and, yeah. and uh, $500 fine. That was it. $500. And, that's, and that's all of that, that is is what happened. I've seen that video. I don't have it. Mm-hmm. And we actually saw uh, another clip that had been redacted for a long time. And it shows him running right up to the gate stopping, shouting to that person. It was a different angle. It's talking to that person. And then he runs away back through the crowd. And that's when it got breached.
2: Yep. Uh, Definitely seems like he's a a person of interest. If this were a uh, normal case, uh, you would have had law enforcement after this guy. And like he would have been suspect number one, um, as well as some of the other people that we've seen in video. But um, again, as uh, Ted Cruz said there, um, nothing's happened. Uh, and, and still, I, nothing's happened. He just got a little slap on the wrist is all they got. Um, and that's not even, uh, I mean, that'll probably get expunged from his record. No, nothing you would will think,
0: be there. yeah, you would think that he would, like, they would throw him to the wolves or something. You, you would think that they would just on, on principle. However, I'm assuming that they did not do that because
2: he would have talked. Probably. Uh, that that's that's probably and the case. it would be too
0: obvious if if they would have Epstein him. I'll just put it that way
2: yes well and not only that the, if they would have Epstein to him you might have had some of the other individuals that were like the, the scaffolding commander and some of the other yes. ones they may have the come dude out that
0: ripped the spoke. windows down and and the guy yeah. on the inside that was looking at the security camera that was pointing at the security camera and then pointing to the door and then having the door buzzed open where's yep. that guy Why isn't that guy being charged with anything? Do we even know who he is?
2: No, actually, I've I've not seen anything on who that guy is. This whole thing is just a farce. They're just using this happened, and they're using this against us constantly. And honestly, I I don't even really care anymore at this point. I care about the people that are in prison. I I care about that part. And I care about the political prisoner and how this is unprecedented. Uh, But... It, the, the overall of it, I, I don't care because I know nothing's going to happen. We, we don't have enough people in law enforcement over like at the federal, federal level or at the local level uh, in Washington that are willing to go after these people. That's the problem. There should have been a lot of people fired from the FBI and local law enforcement for basically going against the orders of, of uh, their chief or whatever for investigating these people. And arresting them and doing all the doing what's right, uh, but instead, there's none of that.
0: Bruce, I'm not feeling the um, I'm not feeling the emotional response from you. Why not?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm pretty indifferent today. I mean, we're
0: <laughs> we're coming up. Well, actually, we just had an anniversary of, of January 6th. And don't don't you think that you yeah. should be praising the Capitol police? I mean, don't you think you should be a little bit more grateful for what they did on that day? Because that was the day that democracy almost died.
2: They were fantastic puppets. They did a very good job following the dictatorship. Well done.
0: You know, I'm asking that. And whenever I ask you that, you know, you're about to get hit with a surprise for me, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Whenever I go into the, the sarcastic mode like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I have um, an MSNBC host here that is... <sighs> He just he, he gets a little choked up when you talk to one of the uh, now retired Capitol police off. Now there's no way this guy could be a Fed, is there? Just by looking at him, there, there's no way that he could. No, he could no, 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 of course, no, of no, course no. not. Absolutely no. not. No, uh, and he's got a book out now. But he's, you know, he was there on that day that democracy almost died.
2: Is Michael Fanon, former D.C. Metropolitan Police Officer, Courage for America Council Member, and author of "Hold the Line: The Insurrection and One Cop's Battle." For America's soul Officer Fanon, I'm going to try to get through this um, oh. Oh. Thank you Thank you For what you did three oh. years ago today So touching um, Please tell me your thoughts um, On this third anniversary We are uh, Still
1: in the midst of the The same fight that began uh, On January 6th 2021. Um, And we have a lot at at stake in this country. Uh, And I think that it deserves every American's attention.
0: We are still in this fight, Bruce. We've got a lot at stake. You need to thank him first for his for his courage and his bravery. And you might want to pick up his book. Hold the line. I
2: I have to I I have to go to this route and and commend him on writing a book on this and being a grifter on this. I, 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 I commend him. Uh, good job knowing the game and uh, <laughs> trying to exploit the game. Uh, but again, uh, I, I have issue with it, it's it's difficult. I'm having difficulty with law enforcement now and the FBI. If you are out there not upholding the law, you're out there just doing what you're told. I have issue with you uh, at, at this point. I'm I'm for law and order. I'm for law enforcement, generally speaking. But if you're out there, as in this case with January 6th, if you're out there saying um, th- this is the day democracy almost died, and you're out there playing along, grifting, get out of here. I don't I don't I, I don't have time for you. You're you're part of the problem. So yeah, that I I know I'm commending the guy for for uh, seeing the game and exploiting the game. Good job on, on that one. But that is, this one's bad. You're playing into, you're playing into something that's going to potentially destroy us or be used to destroy us.
0: Oh no, it's actually being used because you know, now, now it's even worse. Now they're going after people that weren't even there. Yeah, it's it's to the point now where if you even received a picture from somebody that was there or you saw a picture from somebody that was there, they will now come after you. It's gotten to that level.
2: Yeah, um, that's that's ridiculous. Honestly, where where is the the representatives, those that are supposed to be protecting us, protecting our liberties, you know, the protect the innocent? Isn't that part of the. Um, you know, that's interesting that you do as law enforcement.
0: Yeah. You know, that, that's interesting. I, you say, where are our elected representatives? Where Where are those people? Well, you know, I listened to a, a clip today on another podcast and I wish I had the audio right now, but, but people, maybe you can go on like YouTube or something or, or rumble or one of those platforms and, and go find it. Or maybe I can try and hunt. It down and clip it and we can play it when you're on next. Because I think that this might have something to do with uh, answering your question. Do you remember Madison Cawthorn? You know, the, the youngest member yeah. that was that was ever elected. Now, he only yeah. did one term because he didn't play ball. Somebody offered him a line of cocaine and, and to go to like these orgy parties. And he said, uh, excuse me? Uh, no, no, absolutely not. Now, what he said, of course, now that he's out, he can say these things now now that he's gone back and, and done whatever it is he's doing because he was one and done. He didn't get on any committees or anything like that. And I think it's because of what he said. Uh, and it, this is not uncommon. Uh, he said that DC is basically like a honey trap. What they'll do yeah. is they'll get... Um, he was referencing... I heard him. He was talking on another podcast. Again, I'm going to have to dig this audio up. I apologize for not having it. So Cawthorn was saying that... Um, The FBI, okay, so they got, right, because they're the ones leading up this investigation for like January 6th and stuff. Okay, so did you know that the the largest building in the world prior to, or after World War II was the Pentagon, did you know that? The largest building in the world, not the tallest, but the the biggest. No, I didn't know that one. Yeah, well, this is is one of the, the points that they were making. Now, the new FBI building is even larger than that. And to get the funding for that building, obviously that had to go through Congress. And Congress... 10 days prior to this bill coming up to get the funding for that building, they did not have enough votes. And then all of a sudden on day of passing, they had enough votes by a wide margin. And his point was there like were, now. yes, there were large uh, honey traps that were set up in places where it would cost you about 25000 a day to get into, if you know what I mean. And this, this actually happens this way. He says, if you're in some... Uh, like a like a bar or something, having a drink after, you know, your day or whatever, because that's what people do. You know, they, they do their business or whatever it is on Capitol Hill. And then they'll all go out for drinks or they'll, you know, everybody will split for the night and it'll be after dinner or whatever. And then all of a sudden you see a number 10 walking in. Right. And, and I mean, like a 10 as in like, wow, you know, and she thinks that you are the best thing in there and she pays attention to you. That is a mark. A thousand ways to Sunday, that is a mark. And if people cannot see through that, then you don't have any integrity about yourself. None whatsoever. This is how they compromise people. Exactly that right there. So to why our elected representatives are not doing anything? Because I believe that they're caught in that honey trap.
2: That's why, as a Christian, I adhere to the standard of avoid the appearance of evil. Um, So Not that you're not not that you're like uh, really pious and don't do like you you don't go out and drink and do all those things. Uh, That's fine. Just avoid the appearance of evil. That chick that's a 10 that's just fawning over you at the bar. You should have more intelligence than that, Uh, especially as a dude uh, to know that that 10 is not really. Well, especially because of the um, the attractiveness and um, craziness chart. Have you seen that meme? i have um, not but the, it does not surprise me yeah so the the it's a I, linear see, Bruce, line i have
0: integrity the, so that you know you're, you're talking to somebody that could see through that and be like get out you know yeah. i'm not get out
2: well yeah and not only that there there you should have other standards than the way the the whole dating scene and everything today is it, it's just jacked up but basically for the listener's sake the meme is the more attractive the woman is the more crazy she is and you have to get like a uh like a seven or so on the chart is like the highest you want to go because you get any higher than that and they get too crazy. But anyway, it it, obviously just a joke, but I personally cannot understand how they could fall into honey traps like that personally, because all the, all the vices that you see, like uh, we were, we were talking about Cawthorn and, and one of the um, quote unquote scandals that he had was when he was a little bit younger, he uh, was drinking and there's a picture of him in like, uh, a, a bra or something I like that a college with two party. women. I think yeah. it
0: was a college party. Is all Because the kid that, that's was what like 25 it, years old, 24 years old when he went 23, he was elected and 24 when he went into Congress. So I, I think it was a college yeah. thing.
2: And And looking at it, I'm like, you have two fairly attractive women hanging on you and you're wearing one of the bras from whoever... You're drunk. You're having fun. Like I don't see how that's a. I've lost we count. We had a we had a president in office that diddled an aide. Why is him yeah. wearing lingerie, drinking with women? A pro- I I I just I I don't understand.
0: Well, not only that, but I mean, should if that's the case, shouldn't he be like an icon to the left?
2: You would think, but because the the right is supposed to be conservative and yeah, yeah, Christian. Yeah, yeah. And you all know, those kind of it, things it's like yeah. i
0: lost count of all the all the guys in college that would do that like the football players and stuff they would do it as a prank you know at a party you know a yeah. frat party or something yeah. that's what it was yeah. or somebody would dare him to do it or whatever and it yeah. would, or like, lost that's the what, what happened or whatever yeah
2: yeah that it's just it's the equivalent of kids being kids it, it it's just i so i don't i don't personally i don't understand why you know people on the right i'm uh, i know you guys are Supposed to be conservatives and you're supposed to be all the religious and pious and oh so great and you you get off your high horse. People make mistakes, people are human. Yeah, politicians go out and get drunk. Yeah, they go out and have fun. You should be more concerned about what their policies are, uh, unless it's something really egregious, like they're um, you know, they assaulted someone or uh, you know, allegations of rape. You need to have that investigated, you know, those kind of things. Like, unless it's an actual crime then why do you care? Why do you, if it's a consensual interaction, why do you care? I, I, I just, yeah, that one, that one, it, even, okay, let's put it this way. If it's a conservative type, right? Someone on the GOP and they like to cross dress or they're transgender or something like that, but they, they stand for all the policies you agree with, except in their private life, they cross dress or uh, call themselves a woman or whatever uh, as a dude. Why do you care? He's not he's not standing against any of the principles that you like use the poli- the politician is a tool to be used. Yes, they're people, but they're tools. So you use them when they're beneficial to you. when they're no longer beneficial to you, move on. Find someone else that's useful. i'm I'm just I'm so frustrated with the whole political stuff and the, the this whole everybody's jumping on board with Trump at this point or or you know, a lot of people are are supposedly jumping on board with Trump move on. He, the, the tool is no longer useful. Find someone else. DeSantis would be a better tool at this point than Trump.
0: To your point about using a politician, a politician that basically just, you know, they're they're just a keynote. They basically they stand for nothing. I can think of no better person on the Capitol Hill than Senator Lindsey Graham in that respect. Uh, he is he is quite something. L- Lindsey's a, Lindsey's like a true politician as in he is like the slimiest weaseliest backstabbingest whatever that's up there probably outside of Schumer maybe uh but i i would go yeah, turkey with neck. Uh, well yeah i got yeah, the other gobbler yeah i forgot about, about McConnell yeah. but McConnell's like McConnell's having these freezes at the uh, the podium Lindsey's not doing that Lindsey's still true you know he's he's basically he's just going on on national television saying that we should just blow Iran off the map you know that kind but Really, if you're Lindsey Graham, how can you not have an opinion like this? If you can't admire Joe Biden as a person, then it's
1: probably you got a problem. (laughs) You need to do some self-evaluation because what's not to like? And um, he's the nicest person I think I've ever met in politics. Is that right? He is as good a man
0: as God ever created. You hear that, Bruce? Joe Biden is as good a man as God ever created.
2: That is that is
0: textbook uh, Lindsey Graham, is it not?
2: It it is. Uh, I I really wonder. Does he still stand on that after uh, seeing the uh, the laptop and knowing that the pedophilia, uh, incest, drugs, um, the 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 dirty dealings? But that's the 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 best man God's ever created. Uh, really. Really?
0: as good a man as God ever created. How can you think it? Well, you see, Bruce, I think you, I think you need to do some self-evaluating. There's something wrong with you.
2: Yeah. Um. To be fair, uh, if you want to uh, compare my accomplishments to his accomplishments, Biden has a lot more accomplishments than I do. Of course, he's a lot older than I am as well. But at the same time, I don't have anything on my legal record, uh, like Joe Biden should have. I mean, technically, uh, he won't have anything on his record either because uh, scum. But nonetheless. Yeah. yeah. That's very typical. Graham. Yeah,
0: it is typical. Lindsey Graham. All right. uh, On to uh, we're just going to round off here. Since you said integrity, we're just going to round off on this. Uh, I'll give you a choice. The Chinese Communist Party operative that we caught or the president of Harvard. Which one do you want? I'll let you choose. Let's do
2: something fun. Let's do the Harvard one.
0: The Harvard one. Okay. so Claudine Gay, is set to resign as the president of Harvard. Now, you're going to love this. The reason that she is resigning is because, well, she she was pressured, I guess, because she wasn't fighting hard enough for diversity, equity and inclusion. So, you know, she's going to have to go. Well, it turns out that she plagiarized her doctoral thesis as in like it is it is proven that she plagiarized it as in like it was a direct copy and paste with portions of it. That was proved. Now, we haven't talked about this because we kind of like to give stories uh, a few days to kind of like cure, if you will. Right. We want them to just kind of fester a little bit because there's usually more if it's a, um, you know, some kind of a, you know, a hit piece or something, it just dies. But we like to just give something a few days, give it some soak time, if you will. Well, this one was interesting. Now, She was caught plagiarizing as the president of Harvard. Now, she's going to lose her position because of this, and apparently she's already stepped down. What's fascinating about this is that over 700 faculty members at Harvard have supported her after they heard about the plagiarism. So they still continue to support her, even though she lied about her doctoral thesis. Okay. So if that's not bad enough, Bruce is already just, he's, he's laughing. If that's not bad enough, she is going to remain a faculty member. Now they haven't disclosed what that position is going to be, but she's going to remain on the faculty at Harvard. On top of that, she's also going to get to keep her $900,000 a year salary as a faculty member. Are you insane? Are, are you kidding me? Why in the name of all things are we sending taxpayer money to these institutions? I, I would cut all public funding. I mean, I, everybody knows where I stand on these universities anyway. I think they should be shut down. But if you're somebody that is stupid enough to send your kids to one of these places at this point, I don't know what I can say to that. I, I really don't. We're We're sending taxpayer money to these institutions for what purpose? For this? we're we're spending 900,000 a year on salaries like this somebody that plagiarized their doctoral thesis on top of that these colleges are supporting this DEI woke trans whatever you know alphabet soup stuff and they're they're radicalizing they're ruining your children's future they're ruining them and ruining any chance that they have if they come out of these universities what are they going to go into what i don't know if we have any do we have any careers in social justice oh there's going to be but those are called the useful idiots and what's going to be transpiring but I, i'm straying away from the point here harvard professor caught plagiarizing her doctoral thesis steps down is being kept on staff and she's retaining her almost one million dollar a year annual salary. There are all kinds of things wrong with this. And then you've got the faculty. You've got seven hundred faculty members that have stepped up at Harvard and said, "Yep, we're going to continue to back her." What does that say about them?
2: I honestly, I think this is fantastic. This is a uh, as. Um Lindsey Graham said, this is, this woman is as good as God ever created or God created, whatever. It's a gift, um, isn't it? It, 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 it honestly, 700. So basically all those faculty members that stood up and they were just complying with the DEI. They're just complying with it. And basically saying, because she's black, she should retain the position. Um, I'm sorry, you plagiarized. Uh, by the way, I also want to point out that reminded me, Biden is also guilty. Joe Biden's also guilty of plagiarizing one of his speeches. Um, uh, yes. As a matter in of fact,
0: uh, well, which which speech? You have to be more specific. As a matter of fact, he, was at, he actually said oh, last week, he actually said that he is responsible for starting the civil rights movement, if you can believe that.
2: <laughs> uh, to be fair, at this point, I don't think he's aware enough to know that he's saying these things. That's uh, a fair point. But, but th- to go back to this uh, uh, dean or whatever, president, I am... Not surprised one bit, and as you said, why are they getting taxpayer funds? Why why are we paying someone nine hundred thousand dollars a year? How are we paying someone that much money in that position? I, I I just I know teachers are important. I know raising the generations coming up is important. I know this is a prestigious university. Uh, but come on, that much money. those universities are, they make too much money as is, Um, do. it's too much of a scam. I
0: I was on the phone with Ned before we started and we were talking about uh, tuition prices. He was explaining to me what it costs in the UK. And it's, it's about what it costs in, in certain universities. It's about what it costs in the, in the U S and it's just like, this is ridiculous. I was going over some of those costs last week, like Princeton. If you want to send your kid to Princeton, God, I don't know why you'd want to do that. But, but some of the classes that I was naming off, some of the course descriptions and syllabuses I was going over, good Lord, you want to send your kid to that? And it costs you uh, fifty nine thousand dollars a year, like that. That's including like room and board and everything. That like, or maybe maybe it wasn't. I think you could spend another twenty thousand on top of the fifty nine, and you would get room and board on top of that. So like that's that's crazy, and and they're getting indoctrinated in these places. They're they're getting turned into to Marxist Like this is like the Marxist school of thought in there, and they've got no future when they come out. Like you're you're an artist or you're an activist. That's all you are when you come out of these universities, in my opinion. I mean, there are still some degrees in there, like engineering and things like that. But even that is being sabotaged on the back end by the corporations by saying, oh no, we're going to do DEI hires. Did you hear about the uh, the Boeing incidents? our our 737s have been grounded. Have you heard about this?
2: I I did hear something about it. I didn't read into it more. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Door flew off mid-flight coming out of Alaska. They've grounded all 737s in the U.S. now, I believe. Uh, It started out with just Alaskan Airlines, but I think it's gone across the board now. Uh, Or they're at least, uh, the FAA is at least, uh, you know, considering it. Uh, Or the NTSB, whoever it is. I think it's the NTSB. It's funny. I've been watching this stuff, and you see where this happens. And then, all of the sudden, right below that, you see an article from three years ago that says that Boeing is going to be one of the first companies to champion DEI
2: hiring practices. Yeah, that's uh, it's the same. If you're if you're hiring for any other reason than uh, competence, then uh, you're you're in the wrong, in my opinion. If you hire someone and the question comes up, what skin tone are they? Uh, I'm I sorry. I wouldn't work.
0: I wouldn't work there as an employee. No. I would not.
2: Yeah. That is no matter what the job is, no matter what the job is, having those kind of hires, the DEI hires, that's compromising your ability to be a good employee or your safety or just productivity in general. Uh, If someone on your team is a DEI hire and doesn't actually have the ability to do whatever the job is, then that's going to hurt your deadline or whatever your task is. Because now you're either going to have to take up the slack that that individual was supposed to cover, or you're just not going to get things done. It, it, it is absolutely asinine to, to be doing this. Um, but hey, here we are. Um, uh, it, it, again, it, it kind of circles back to what we were talking about in the beginning. We have a lot of people that just want to have their ears tickled or they don't have the time, so they think, to stand up, have their voice heard whether it be at the local level or talking to the rep or what have you. Even if it's just writing a letter to your rep or making a phone call. I mean, that's something. You're doing something. You're doing or, something other than voting.
0: Or becoming a rep yourself, stepping up and running for office yourself. That yeah. is, that's something I think that eludes a lot of people.
2: That That's true. And uh, I also want to point out, whatever the whatever position is, like even if it's just local or you're going for like state or what have you, that that that's very well an option. But something else that's lost in this, if you're a conservative type, you're you're I'll I'll specifically go for Christians since I'm a Christian. Something that's lost is as Christians, you're taught how to be a good business, uh business person, uh parent, you know, those kind of like we're we're taught how to do those things. But then when it comes to politics, it's kind of like, yeah, church doesn't get involved in politics. Um a lot of pastors I talk to uh that you know, I ask them political questions and like, what do you guys do? How do you guys interact with politics? This is why I'm not affiliated with any church uh, currently. I, I talk to them and they're just like, yeah, we don't get involved in politics. We, we, we don't do anything. We don't really talk on those sub- subjects, those topics. We don't. Uh, that is the problem. You have to stand on your principles Stand for what you believe in the platform that you stand on when you're running for a political position, whatever it is, local or federal does not matter. The platform you stand on should be your beliefs. You should present yourself and what you believe, how you're going to address, like the foundational principles of why you believe this way or what you believe. And then you also need to know why you believe it. But we should be standing on those things. Uh, as, as Christians or religious people in general, or wh- whatever, just stand on your principles when it gets into politics. I, I think that's the number one issue that we're running into as uh, at least Americans. I don't, I don't know in Europe if you guys have the same problem, uh, but here in the U.S., that is a big problem. Is we just kind of we vote for the lesser evil, and when we have other candidates available that are not the lesser evil, they have the principles that we want. Uh, to stand for. And we just don't vote for them because, oh, they're they're third party. They're independent. They'll never make it because they're an independent. Nobody's going to vote for them. They don't have any chance because they're not as attractive or not as well-spoken or what have you. Um, You are part of the reason that the country is in the state it's in
0: are fine words, my friend. I cannot imagine topping that. So I will give you the last word. I will see you on the next Tech Tuesday, God willing, because you're as good a man as God ever created, Bruce. (laughs) That will do it for us for today. Thank you to all of the listeners for taking the time to listen to us today. As always, if you'd like to support us, the link is in the program description down below. You can just click that and it'll take you over to our subscriber page. Thank you all very much. That is it for today. Thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. God bless everyone and have a great evening.